This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by The One Stop Guild Shop. Man, if you're looking for a good time, you want to check out The One Stop Guild Shop. You can check them out at onestopguildshop.com, facebook.com forward slash onestopguildshop, and Instagram at onestopguildshopflorida. Ask yourself, what is One Stop Guild Shop? I'll tell you what it is. It's a pop-up D&D experience, and all you need is you. They provide everything you need. They get the characters. They've got the scenario. It's a hit it and quit it. It's a one-night, all-time fun D&D experience. You can check them out. You can book them for private parties and events. Just hit, hit them up on social media. You got a favorite shop, a bar, or just an awesome venue in general? Why don't you let them know? And then they could pop up there and you could have a great time. Check them out at One Stop Guild Shop. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing... They are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com. Pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Antoinette. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro waves. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello! Internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course, I have my partner in crime, Deuce. I got a mouthful of cat hair. Oh, it's been a month. <laughs> it's been a month. Yes. Uh, and Deuce, we have via Skype on the line. We have Siren Ray. She is a cosplayer from Kansas City, and uh, we want to welcome you to the Happy Hour, Johnny and Deuce. Well, thank you very much for having me, guys. We're super stoked. Uh, we're Deuce and I. We I think you know I was doing the math the other day. I think we've we've interviewed about sixty two different cosplayers since we wow, started. Wow, really? Sixty two of them. Yeah, uh, that's I incredible. For, yeah, I keep forgetting because like we're within spitting distance of three hundred. We're like four yeah. episodes out from three hundred episodes that we've done so many and we've met so many different it's, people. It's so been that's wild because that's one thing I want to just bring up and just talk to you about Ray is just how amazing the cosplay community is. Like it's like a family. Absolutely. I love the cosplay community. 
I don't think people really associate it with art as much as I do, but I feel like it's just all of the art nerds that gathered together and created something outside of, you know, high school and everything. But it really is a family. It's yeah. like the drama club reunion is is what it yes! reminds me of. It's like all the drama kids got together and was like, "Hey, I know we're adults now and we're not in high school, but do you want to like get out the sewing machine and like make some <laughs> shit and like do some stuff?" And it's like, "Hell yeah, I do." And so now we're exactly old enough so we can have a bottle of wine and a beer while we do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yes. That's awesome. And also, it's, it's another way we've we've talked to several people. Everyone has their own passions, right? So, and cosplay isn't just set to one type of genre, right? You, you could be into anime, you can be into video games, you can be into movies, you can be a Star Wars or Star Trek fan. Like it, it's a spectrum all over the place. Mm-hmm. I know some people that do like Shakespearean like cosplay, where they just they, it's all like proper set up and everything, and it's really neat. So, and some people love like uh, what is it like the um, the steampunk stuff? People yeah. do steampunk punk and like it's really cool to see the different tastes that people have because you're always going to find somebody that knows what you're cosplaying at a convention it's always that person that, that you, your eyes meet and you're like i know that and then you, and then you bond <laughs> immediately it's really really neat it's- but that's a funny thing though because cosplay has kind of gotten into the bigger world because me and my mom and my dad we went to this antique mall basically and they had all these like steampunk hats and my mom's like i know what that is i see that when i go to the conventions that you're at and i'm like oh mom that's steampunk and i explained it to her well then the next day we had dinner after church with her community group which are all people like in their 70s 80s and my mom was explaining to him and one of them was like oh yeah i watched an episode of scorpion on cbs and they had people dressed in the steampunks and i was like okay it's made it. Like you're on a CBS, <laughs> or it's CBS uh, detective show. You you have made it into the lexicon when a lady that's in her 80s knows what steampunk is. Truth, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so how long have you been? Uh, I know it's a very common question, but for those at home that may not have, because this is one another thing why we love to have cosplayers on is because you have a fan base that you're building, and a lot of them, you know, the internet and everything with pictures, and you get to learn and update and do all that. But sometimes people have never been on a podcast before, uh, and they don't, they don't. This is another way for the fans to connect with you in a different way. And so I kind of wanted to ask you, like, I know how long have you been doing this uh, cosplaying for? Okay, so I've been cosplaying at cons and events since 2012, but I've been making my own costumes for Renaissance fairs and Halloween since I was seven. Oh, okay. So you have plenty of experience doing this. And do you prefer, like, because I, I know some people, they, uh, do, you, do, you, do you call it, like, costumes? Do you call it outfits? Like, do you have a certain term that you use for when you're cosplaying? It's costumes. Costumes, yeah. Because yeah. uh, yeah. uh, I mean, a lot of people put you know some amazing detail. And Deuce was showing me. Maybe you can clarify. There's this awesome setup. We're not, we think it's some sort of princess, but she's got like the, it's like an armor set. And yeah. I was like, it's like an armored up Princess Peach is what I thought it was. But he was like, well, maybe it's a League of Legends character. So we were having this debate back Could and forth. Could you explain what that character is? You'll have to send me a picture or something. I know Jessica Negri did an armored uh, Princess Peach for San Diego. Hang on okay. one second. Gonna I'm, I'm going to send it to you just because it's want to make sure we have the it, right it's description. It's your picture. Okay. Um, and it's beautiful. It's gold, and it's got this gold headdress with yeah, like these green jewels in it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, at first, when it. I looked at it, I was like, that's Princess Peach. <gasps> oh, oh, that costume. Yeah, yeah it looks it's really like right awesome. Oh, near the top. He's yeah. got a couple of awesome poses, yeah, one from the side and then that, one that's facing the camera. Yeah, that is Tila from uh, Masters of the Universe, the He-Man cartoon. Oh, no shit. We thought okay. it looked yeah. familiar. We were so far off yeah, because I was, we, like, <laughs> I was just, like, it looks like an armored up Princess Peach. And then I was looking at I was like, because I'm the worst because I'm not a PC gamer. I'm only console. So I'm You're like, it, it might be one of those like League of Legends because there's like a bajillion League of Legends characters. Like, right. they, I did yeah. not know the amount of League of Legends characters there were. And every time I'm like, I think something's that. Then somebody's like, it's like Simpsons did it. It's like, you know, <laughs> no, it's a League character. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know everything, bro. Which that one's stellar. That's my hands down favorite of the ones you've done so far. Oh, it, thank you. Uh, well, <laughs> I apologize. The picture I was talking I'm about was, the, picture, was the one Johnny was showing me, and it was when you guys did the Savage. X-Men Savage Land uh, oh, outfits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really that one's that really cool. cool. Well, that's what he said. He goes, hey, man, she's really talented, and she's cool friends with uh, Sophie and everything. He said, well, you should have her on the show. And, and you know, that's what's so cool about the Internet. You can, like, send people messages, and, and it's up to you if you <laughs> want to respond or not. And you were nice enough to respond to Deuce. And, yeah. and, and real quick shout-out to Sophie. Yep. She always gives us a thumbs up. Yep. Like, whenever I'm like, hey, yeah. I want to talk to somebody, she's like, oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll let them know. Like, it's cool. And I'm like... I love Sophie. Yeah, Sophie's she's awesome. The best. She's really yeah. cool. Sophie, uh, I maintain, is the hardest working woman in cosplay, at least in the Midwest. She's always working her ass off. It's incredible. Man, that girl grinds like a wild player. I'm yeah. telling you yeah, right now, does. like that girl is grinding well, she's, every day. She's really good with her social media, too. I mean, she's on it all the time and like with her hashtags and she knows when to post and all that. She's really awesome at it. So for the folks that haven't seen the Savage cosplay, can you describe it for the folks at home? Uh, so I based the Savage Land cosplay of Jean Grey off of the Savage Land Rogue one, which is really just a bikini that was featured in the comics. But, you know, Rogue's not my girl. Jean Grey is. I, I have the red hair like her. So I I made that the morning of the photo shoot with two T-shirts from Walmart. Are you kidding wow, me? Wow, that looks great. I am not. That I'm is not kidding nuts. You. And I got to give you some props on it because here's the thing. Like, that costume could have very easily veered into to Slutsville, but you oh. kept it classy. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, when you have something that's very sheer and very revealing like that, you can yeah. really veer that into... It, I'm probably using the wrong word, but you can veer it into a risque. Ver- risque. Thank that's you. That's a better word. That that that's why he's in charge of PR, Johnny, not me, because I, I use the only words I can think of, not the ten dollar ones. But like, it didn't. Like, it looks classy. It yeah. looks feminine. It looks sexy, but it's not like, you know what I'm saying? I do. I have to tread that line very carefully. I am a well-endowed woman when it comes to the breasts and I it's it's difficult cuz you know that automatically makes a Disney princess costume sexy and not always what I'm going for, but with that costume, I knew I had to be a a sexy version of the character. That's what the entire Savage Land comic is about. But I knew I was also going to be out in public. We were at a public park. Yikes. There were families around. Yeah. Like, 
I, I had to make sure all the bits were covered and nothing could ever spill out no matter what pose I was doing. And he had us climbing on trees and rocks and in swamp area. So well, I, I really put some effort into making sure those T-shirts stuck. Well, I got to, like I said, tip of the hat to you because you kept it classy. Because, oh, I mean, I, I've seen some cosplayers that can take an idea like that. And it goes completely the other direction. In the the ten dollar word Johnny user is gay. Yeah, uh, it's like, oh man, this is going to be total clickbait. Uh, but these were classy. They look great, and to hear that you, you did it in less than twenty four hours, that blew. Because I thought you spent at least a week or two on these costumes. Yeah. Like that blows my mind that you did it like in twenty four hours. That that is insane. And a kudos to you, ma'am. Thank you. Also, I love the the. Your, is this like a photographer that you use often? Because there's some really amazing poses and shots and uh, the backgrounds. Like that really makes yeah. the makes makes your cosplay pop. Uh, Russ yeah. Matthews Photography is that who you're using? Yes, he and I have a business agreement, a partnership where uh, we have stuff worked out. Where I get prints and he gets his uh, end of it. So we end up using each other a lot because we just have a good working relationship and I trust him. He trusts me. He also knows how to direct me. I get in front of a camera and I make a really stupid face and he corrects me. He tells me not to make the stupid face. So it's it's nice to have somebody that you can collaborate with all the time. That that's but, uh, the key right there. Somebody that makes you feel comfortable. Someone you can trust. Mm-hmm. And that you because you're representing your brand, but also representing their brand, and it's you know that's all absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, every cosplayer has one of those. Usually, usually it's a really cool trend that they're dating. You know. Jessica Negri, her boyfriend takes pictures. Yaya Han, her boyfriend takes pictures. Sophie, her boy, or her husband takes pictures. It's really quite a cool trend. Yeah, he got the husband benefit package. He got upgraded. <laughs> so yeah, but no, and like you said, because we've met Yaya Han a couple times at cons, and like her husband does like everything. So no, I totally get that. And the key is making you feel comfortable like we have a, a fabulous photographer that helped us out uh amber johnson of amber johnson photography and i'm yep. probably getting that wrong rarity photography, rarity photography. thank yep. you sir yep. and when we did our photos like we're a couple dudes we don't know what we're doing we're not used to looking you know sexy slash attractive yeah so, she's like there's certain ways you gotta hold your neck and yeah you know, like she showed us everything. like the ways you gotta pose yourself and then at one point because of course, being the happy hour, we did it in a video game bar um, yeah. called Player One. And when we were doing the photo shoot, at one point she said, I want you two to talk about what TV shows you're watching right now. So, like, I went into, like, a 10-minute diatribe about, like, the Vampire Diaries. And, like, the whole time <laughs> she's snapping shots like crazy. And she's like, I got everything I need. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, that was perfect. So, like, you you got to have somebody that will make you relax and calm. Because I think at the beginning of that photo shoot, me and you could both say we were a little... Little tense. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then we had a couple beers. And it got a little better. <laughs> yeah, and it's someone that you work with that you know can break the ice with you. It can make you you know forget what you're you know make you feel natural and comfortable and and for kind of forget what you're doing and make and that's when you really get to relax and and shine and show you know because if you're if you're tense and nervous like you can see that in your face and so like mm-hmm. when you get more relaxed and calm it relaxes the muscles and you just you look happier more relaxed. I think people can see that when they see the the photos. 
Absolutely. That was actually one of the new panels I'm going to start offering at cons is how to make a photo shoot work for you, like what you should expect out of your photographer, what what are the warning signs, and then also like how to conduct yourself, how is it a business, how is it, how to get the most out of your time with them, you know, when to figure out if somebody is scamming you and when you know you've got a good deal. So That's I, a damn good panel idea, especially oh, the warning you. signs and the like, hey, when is he scamming you or whatever? Because, I mean, we've, we've heard that from people before, like, hey, I worked with so-and-so and then it's like, well, so-and-so turned out to be not who I thought he was. And, mm-hmm. you know, because photographers can, I think, be in some ways a mixed bag. Mm-hmm, like you've got, sure. there's really, really good ones, and then there's okay ones, and there's some that maybe aren't so okay. So yeah. it's really, you know, it's or or tough. they just don't treat it like a business. Yeah. They don't they don't treat it the same tier that you do. They don't treat it the same level. They don't, you know, they're just doing it for fun. They're not really taking it seriously because that's the thing. It's it's good to have fun, but like if someone's taking their their work, their art as a as a business, you hope that you get the same respect. You know what they're doing is is a business as yeah. well. So they. Well, keep, we run into that a lot with podcasts because when you're like we do a podcast everybody's like oh man you guys just sit out and drink beers and like talk and like i'm like no no no, we've got like clients and sponsors like this is a business we've got ratings we got to worry about and like we're not just this is not like who who fun tickle hour you know like we got real stuff we've got to do so no but i think that's brilliant what other like when you go to cons like what other (laughs) panels do you say like when a con says hey we want you to come out and be our official cosplayer or one of our official cosplayers for the cons what are the things that you normally like offer cons so my my longest running panel that I've offered is a body painting con. Every time I go somewhere or during an interview, I always get asked, what did I do for my poison ivy body paint? What did I do for my lady death body paint? And the thing is, I use different methods. I use different tools. I use different makeups. So I started doing this panel. And from what people have said, they really like it because I, I teach them how to put it on, how to take it off, how to keep your skin you know undamaged from makeup makeup yeah. is an like aside from the sun makeup's the number one killer of skin so i i try really? to teach that yeah if you were to sleep in makeup every day for 30 days you would age your skin a full year Wow. wow. I didn't know that. No, That's, because yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, if you don't get it off properly or whatever, you might break out or it might give you like a rash or something. But I didn't even think about like that. That That's nuts, man. Because look yeah. at that. I mean, her poison ivy, that's a full body. That's awesome. You know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How long does it take normally to do, to do something like that? When I first started that, it took two and a half hours. I have gotten down my methods so fast and my boyfriend and I are in a routine when we do it that we have it down in less than an hour now. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a good, good turnaround. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's interesting, too, because like, when I'm going through your photos, and how do people find you on the internet? How do they spell your name? Oh, gosh. Well, it, I, it's I have re- it as S-I-R-Y-N-R-A-E, right? That's it. That's how you do it. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So we'll, we'll actually put the link and we'll have the name of the episode with your name so they can find you. Uh, and also, guys, look that. at the bottom of the episode because it's going to have her Twitter, her Facebook, her Instagram. All of her links are at the bottom. Yep. So you can go and like her page, follow her on Twitter because you got to see this stuff. Like I said, not only is it classy, it's a but work it's, of art. it is. Yep. I mean, when I looked at your – because sometimes I see people's cosplay and they're like, okay, they're playing to the trends. They're doing things like that. But yours is like art. Like you're like, no, Thank this is a you. character I really like and I'm doing the 
the character because like when I looked through because I before I even contacted you I did research because I always do with anybody that we do smart 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 exactly but when I looked through I was looking for okay where's the half a dozen Harley Quinn photos where's a half a dozen <laughs> Wonder Woman like because a lot of cosplayers only want to do what's like topical like what's hot but I like it yeah. when a character's somebody's like I like a character. I'm doing this character because I like him and not because there's going to be 12 other ones at the con and it's like the the flavor of the month, if you will. I really choose my costumes based on if I connect with a character or if I connect with the design. There are some costumes out there that as a designer, I just I want to tackle. I want to sew it. I want to build it. I want to do it. And I don't care if I know shit about the character or not. I want that costume. But, you know, Poison Ivy is my girl. And I connect with a doctor who, you know, she's a biochemist. She is a good guy. She's a bad guy. She is a lover and a best friend. Like, she's an incredible character and so I want to do every version of Poison Ivy eventually but you know that's that's how I choose my characters and I do like to get feedback from people if they say hey you'd look great as this character I I love those suggestions but maybe I won't do them maybe I will but you know it's never going to be because that's what's hot right now because you know that's not it what is going to get me noticed personally. Well, I, I wanted to ask you about uh, Mortal Kombat X because you did this awesome uh, katana. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. How does that... So when you have an cool. idea for something, like how does that... Because how, how do you start off? What's your outline? Do you draw it out? Do you just go with it? Or you just kind of play, you know, pieces by pieces? Like how do you normally, when you start a project, like something like that, how do you do it? I obsess over pictures for a long time. Katana is one of my favorite characters of all time. I've been playing Mortal Kombat since I was a wee lass, and I've always wanted to do that costume. So I did the actual, the Mortal Kombat 4 one first. Didn't like it, sold it, and it looks beautiful on the cosplayer who has it now. But I switched to the Mortal Kombat X one, and for that, I started with the armor. I, I start with armor and props first. I enjoy doing those first I don't know why and then the sewing always comes the last at the very end because I'm a very fast seamstress so I usually bust that out in the last like 24 hours to 48 hours before it's actually due wow yeah that's that's awesome um because yeah it it it, to me and i'm i am a very very like entry level cosplayer i think johnny and his wife can definitely take the crown in our little group of being the more avid cosplayers and have done a lot more cosplays than i have my stuff's pretty basic um but i know everybody tells me that armor and the props are like the hardest thing they're like once you get that the rest of it's a cakewalk in comparison to getting the armor and the the weapons especially like dealing with warbla and dealing with all the different materials you have to use to get stuff like that to work um so i could definitely see that is there any particular material that you don't like working with like when you're like oh man i'm gonna have to pull this out and make something out of this and it's gonna be a pain (laughs) in my tuchus uh Uh, There's a lot of various fabrics that I hate working with. I do a lot of spandex superhero suits, and they're just not fun. I've switched to uh, neoprene instead, which is what they make scuba suits out of. It's it's a bit thicker, but it's more comfortable, in my opinion, and it sews better. And there are so many thermoplastics now that they... 
everybody's making their own thermoplastic, and I'm really still just favor Warbler. It's just the best. So, well, I, how is it to I, wear the neoprene? Because <laughs> uh, neoprene's good. It's it's breathable, and of course, it's water resistant. So all of my costumes, all of a sudden, I could do like a pool shoot too if I wanted to. Well, that's cool. Um, it's it's not very warm. It's not very thick. So I can't wear any of those costumes in the winter without dying. <laughs> well, I remember one of my very first ever cosplays was Scuba Steve from oh, nice. Big Daddy. And I remember <laughs> we were in high school and I walked around for like a couple days in a full on scuba suit, which may not have been <laughs> neoprene back that that was late 90s, early 2000. But like I remember like. Every couple periods, I'd be like, "Look, I got, I got to take this off." So I'd unzip it and like peel it down to where it's, you know, my midriff was showing and my chest was showing because <laughs> I'd be sweating so much in it. So oh, yeah. like walking around in a scuba suit all day at a con to me is like, "Oh my god, that's gonna be so hot." But I guess they, I'm sure, like anything, they've made a lot of leaps and jumps in the fabric, so it definitely probably breathes more than that thing I used to be in and just sweat my ass off in. Well, I am always cold, so it, it can never be too hot for me. Well, that and the temperature in Kansas, I'm pretty sure, or Kansas City, is probably a lot better than it is in Florida. <laughs> so, oh, sometimes. Yeah, because, man, I just remember just dying in that Scuba Steve costume. <laughs> yeah, well, it's weird because, like, and that was another question I had for you was, obviously, as a, a you know, you, when you go to a convention, you're going to be checking out the temperature if you can, checking out the weather and all that. Like, mm-hmm. what... Because we, we have uh, a lot of folks that um, talk about their ways to prep before a con. Not necessarily their clothes, but, like, making sure you have, if you, you know, make sure you're hydrated. Make sure you have money for food or drink. Make sure that you take a break. Because what are some tips that you would have for people that are actually at a convention and not necessarily professionally like yourself, but just going you know, in cosplay and walking around? Like, is there any tips that you give them? Is there any type of shoes you, you, you should say they wear? Should they... Like, is there any tips you can give people at home that are going to their first convention? Test run your costume beforehand. If you can't do basic things like walk stairs or, you know, carry something like a laundry basket, you cannot haul around a messenger bag or props or anything all day long either. So definitely do a small test run around the house. I do my best to do that on especially my big armor builds. Um, that way you also know what's going to fall off, what you need to super glue last minute, what you need to uh, stitch up. That stuff happens all the time, and that's the only way you know is if you wear it. Other than that, yeah, stay hydrated is really, really a big thing. Most of the costumes do it impede your life somehow so you never know um i've got a couple friends who wear the giant muscle predator suits and those things are like four or five layers and uh some of them actually have to wear like diapers during because there's no way they can get in and out of those so right it's it's kind of uncomfortable definitely test out the comfortability of your costume and find out what your limits are yeah, that's re- a good tip. It yeah. is a good tip because I remember speaking of Predator, I ran into a guy one time and he was at one of the video game bars we go to and he was in the Predator costume and just getting his face mask on and off took forever. So literally he was like taking it off, like pounding a whole beer and then putting it back on because he's like, it'll be another 30 minutes before I could take this off and have another beer. So 
because I was like, dude, you were going to die. Like, you were chugging beers in this thing. And he's like, no, man, it, it's going to be 45 minutes before I can have another one. So it's it's stuff you don't think about. Like, can you eat? Can you sit down in that corset? Can you hear with that helmet on? Can you see with that helmet on? Like, do you need somebody holding your hand literally every step you take? Or, you know, what what are your limits? And people... I, I don't know if people think about that because I sure as hell didn't when I first started. Yeah, and it's it's tough because you've got to have like somebody with you a lot of times when you do this kind of stuff. Like you're lucky in the case, I'm sure your boyfriend probably helps you out when you're doing stuff like that. So you know you've got hand signals and stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and Johnny. I mean, we don't do anything that hard when we're at conventions. We're doing the podcast, but, I mean, we've got hand signals like SEAL Team 6 over here when it comes to, like, you know, I need another beer. We need need, to wrap this up. We need to take a break. We need to take a break. This is going horribly. Like, like we've got, like, secret, discreet, like, hand, you know, symbols we can do to when we, between the two of us, know what's going on, and that's, you know... Uh, for a cosplayer, I think it's got to be even 10 more levels above that because it's like, no, not this is going horribly. I need another beer. It's like, I can't breathe. The corset's squeezing me too tight. Or like, yeah. I can't get up right now because I just lost a feeling in both my legs. You or know? this person is too drunk and I don't want him to be him or her to be around me. Yeah, so. we call that person yeah. deuce. So. <laughs> but uh, that's another thing, too, is like. You know, another tip that I that I always bring up when you know my experience of going to I'm just, Deuce and I've been to a lot of conventions, not necessarily cosplaying, but we've seen a lot of cosplayers, and, and we've done a lot of stuff with the show right. going and being like the official podcast of shows. Like we go to a lot of conventions. My my mm-hmm. tip to folks at home: ask before you do anything. That's all I always say because like the worst thing they could say is no. Like if someone says, "Hey, I want, can I get your picture?" Don't assume. I mean, obviously you're there to show your to show your stuff or whatever, but like also, I mean, sometimes you're busy or you have to go or you need to go to the bathroom or you're hungry. Oh, you're talking about cosplayers. Yeah. I was about to say because that is not the way me and you roll. <laughs> no. I always when we go to convention, it's it's always easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like but not with cosplayers and things like that, but with other things. But yeah, as a cosplayer and as somebody that's at a con interacting with cosplayers, you need to always ask permission. You need to always Always, you know, be respectful of the cosplayers and the cosplay community. Right. And you, you, because I see it all the time and it always seems like it's people that should know better. It's not the kids. It's not like the people that are to the convention for the first time. It's the guys that go and gals that go every year that think like maybe they get a free pass because they've done it so long. And it's like, whoa, chief, like, you know, don't, don't just jump and hug somebody because a, it's breaking someone's bubble, their personal bubble, but also you could damage their, their equipment their costume mm-hmm. or if they have yeah. like a sto- sword or some like, wings or something you could damage their costume and ruin their day like yeah. that so always ask don't just assume anything you know that's that's a huge tip from from the happy hours like never assume always ask you know, say hey can i get a picture you know uh, i love what you're doing whatever uh don't just give someone a hug randomly because i deuce and i've gotten hugs randomly from people and and it's like okay that's cool but if we're in the middle of an interview you know it, i mean right. come on now give it we're doing the middle of doing something we're conducting Nine business times here out of ten, those are our friends to be honest yeah, with you, usually. nine times out of ten, right. it's really people that should know better. That are yeah. like our friends. And they're like, yeah. dudes, it's good to see you. I'm like, hey, we're talking right we're, now. We're talking. I've got a mic in my hand, and I'm yeah. talking to two people right now. Yeah. And I know you're really just here because you know my beer coolers underneath this table, and I've got free beer. Like, yeah. let's be real about this. But just be polite. Respect what what people 
people are doing, you know, and that, that's my big tip to people that are going to the conventions and people that are, you know, especially people that have been there, like you said, they're, they're seasoned convention goers, they should know. Uh, well, and, you get that, that thing well, where you're, you're too familiar. Like, right, it, right. Yeah. I've had that happen to me with other friends when something totally different than like, uh, dude, she get a little familiar. Like, you, you, you get comfortable and you right. do something and you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. But you feel like you're comfortable and you let your guard down, but it's one of those things when you're at a convention, you just kind of got to keep your guard up a little bit and just make sure you're doing the right things because especially cosplayers, you guys put so much time and effort into what you're doing and especially like yourself, if you're an official cosplayer of the convention, you're operating in a whole new set of rules and a whole new level at that point and it's like if somebody accidentally gives you a hug and now your mercy wing falls off. That would you're just... Gonna, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you'd be like... Oh my God! Like I'm the worst person in the world. I've got to go hide now. That so. it would stress you out. It stress that I mean they they'd feel bad. You'd feel bad, and just it's it's just ask. That that's my big tip to cosplay: stay hydrated and ask. Always ask. I, yeah, hydration. I really really try to reward the people that do ask because, in my opinion, I'm there to help make your con better. So what is better, me standing up and getting that pose for you, or me sitting down with the hot dog in my mouth, like? What do you prefer? And right. if you say the hot dog, I'm really gonna have some questions for you. But you gotta you pay wait. extra for that. You gotta pay extra for the <laughs> right. hot dog picture. Right. You have to be a Patreon subscriber to exactly. get the hot dog picture. Exactly. The official hot dog picture. Yeah. Exactly. But when you stand up and you say, "Hey, can I get a hug or something?" I'm like, "All right, you can put your hands here and here without hurting my costume and without making me feel nervous." That's, yeah. that's a good pro do. tip too, actually, for those that are seasoned. Even if you're a seasoned cosplayer, that might be something that you have not really encountered much. I like that you tell them where, where they to should, put their hands because that's that way brilliant. you're like, yeah. "Wait, I have a wing here, and I know from testing that this is fragile. Don't you know get like too close from the middle of my back to the top of the spine of my back, or you yeah, know what right. I mean? That's, that's okay." Really good tip, like, actually, if, yeah. even for those seasoned cosplayers, I, I like that tip a lot. If you have the time, definitely point them out because you know if they break your costume and they asked first, that's on you at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that 110. percent And speaking of pointing, point people to your Patreon, man, because Patreon's our new jam. Yep. I love Patreon so much. I subscribe to so many artists myself, and it's been the best way for me to connect on a more personal basis. So it's just patreon.com slash siren ray. I keep all my tiers really low because the last thing I want is for people to break the bank on me. Uh, I don't believe any one person should fund an entire costume, but I, I do it month to month every month you get a brand new costume there's patreon exclusive prints that i don't sell at my table anywhere else and uh i i show all my work in progress pictures on patreon i do little videos it's it's a lot of fun i i my favorite part is i get to field questions i added a costume this year to my upcoming roster all because my patreon uh my patreon subscribers love the idea so that's why I did it. Uh, that's awesome. So you give an extra, an extra special to your fans and giving them more of like the behind the scenes, you know, of how you your thought process, how you're doing things, and and if they're if they're uh, you know if they're going to be on Patreon in the first place, that means they're going to they're treating you with more respect than if well, there's that, some, you know they're serious. They're like serious, if they're yeah. opening up their wallet and giving you money, right. they know that you're, they're a serious fan and they're serious about you. And then right. also, it's like I tell people all the time, I'm like. A lot of cosplayers have like a one dollar or five dollar tier. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to break the bank, but right. e- every little bit helps. Right. I mean, it does. Be a dollar, five dollars. That means you might be able to get some more, you know, warbler, 
you might be able to get some more cloth or whatever. Um, we're here at the happy hour holding out for the happy hour hot dog shoot on your Patreon. Now <laughs> okay. that we brought up hot dogs, that's that's I I think something that we want on our our Patreon wish list. America's pastime. That uh, exactly. Baseball, right? That'd yeah, be. she can wear a Kansas City Royals hat. There you eat go. A hot dog. Yeah, we're setting it I mean, all up. We're setting yeah. it all up. You should do like okay. a like a like a. Uh, Spring training baseball, like like shoot or something like that, right before it gets that too hot. Sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be awesome. And, and even do it as like a character. Yeah, yeah, like a rogue in a. In, oh yeah, yeah, rogue. Maybe ha- yeah, maybe have like a, a Kansas City Rolls hat with, a, with, with the, the rogue, rogue outfit in the little white coming down and out from the hat. Maybe, so you know like it's rogue. Bat. maybe she's holding yeah. the hat, holding the bat or something on her shoulder. That'd be yeah. really cool. Yeah, actually. or like pick maybe a character. Cool. Because, yeah, there you totally Plus, uh, Kansas City's kind of on a little bit of a roll lately. I mean, they're not doing terrible. Uh, Can- no. Kansas City has uh, become – my team is the Orioles, uh, and you guys cool. have swept us the, the last two <laughs> two uh, playoffs that we went through a series with you guys. You guys swept us both times. So we, we you guys are kind of becoming I, – I, I, ironically, through the playoffs, you guys are becoming our rivals now, which is really interesting. But uh, that – Orioles are there's you know I think the whole our whole division Deuce Deuce is a fan of the Rays so yeah, our, our whole AL, AL East uh, division is is always up and down I mean there, there's there's only five games out of first place anybody can get yeah anybody so kinda, can get a wild card spot exactly. at this point so so my question to you is you're all over the spectrum when it comes to I mean you have Harry Potter cosplay uh-huh. you've got Pokemon cosplay you've got you know Nintendo cosplay is like when you come up with an idea you know obviously say you go over pictures and you really like think about it but like what what would you consider your first passions you know obviously you've done costuming for a long time but like are you more of a video game person you more of an anime person you love movies or like how what is your biggest passion besides cosplay it's definitely comic books. I started my collection really young, and it was because of the X-Men cartoon. I really love Storm. I connected with her a lot as a little kid, and I started collecting comics right then and there, and I've had giant collections since. So I will always cosplay superheroes. Um, Marvel's my favorite, but I love DC, too. I'm not one of those. This is good. That's not. So... I, I love indie comics, too. I love supporting those. And my my latest favorite has been IDW's Gem and the Holograms comic. Nice. That's, yeah, that's been really fun. So what's your thoughts on, um, you know, what? obviously Marvel has really had, like, this huge fan, uh, uh, setup. Like, they've had, like, phase one, two, and three, and four, and they're really working yeah. on this whole universe. Like, and it's really, you know... What, Iron Man came out what back in two thousand oh goodness eight, eight? Yeah. yeah so yeah so you know the answer so like it's <laughs> been it's been like almost ten years yeah, yeah so it's it's you know it's been what's well, two thousand seven yeah almost ten years yeah. so uh, what's your thoughts on how Marvel has kind of dominated the the box office that's just it it's it's domination they took their B list characters some even C list and they turned them into household names like I remember shopping in 2006 2007 and the most popular marvel characters were wolverine hulk and spider-man and now i mean they still are just as popular but so are everybody else and marvel did some mm-hmm. <laughs> marvel's done some really really smart moves and it's very ambitious to make 17 movies in uh nine years yeah so i'm i'm excited with a lot they've done but i i'm also an honest movie critic. Not every movie is my favorite, and I have a ranking of them. And 
You know, it's it's I have my favorites and I know where the missteps are, which ones I don't prefer. So well, let I'm me excited a- to see. Let me ask you this, since you said you've got a ranking. What's your favorite and what's your least favorite? Yeah, you don't have to go through the whole list, but what's your favorite? Which one? one, And then what's your dead last? Yeah. Okay, my favorite is Winter Soldier. Oh, it's a great film. Excellent. My least favorite is Iron Man 2. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I I think Iron Man 2 uh, definitely has its issues. Uh, But you brought up earlier C-level characters. I would I would yes. assume you're talking about Ant Man, right? Ant Man blew everyone out of the wet Ant-Man water, right? And Guardians of the Galaxy, right? That surprised know. everybody. Like I think people it, were expecting Guardians this. of the Galaxy could probably even been put in the D list, right? Like no one, nobody knew. No one was reading Guardians of the Galaxy. And I've had yeah. this yeah. argument for a while, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy killed it. Number one because it was funny, and number two, you had my man Chris Pratt in it, who can do no wrong because Chris Pratt is just amazing. Yep. But also, like when people go into superhero movies. They have like certain boxes you need to tick. You know what I mean? Like you need to check. Like they're like, I want to see this. I want to see that. And like they have a preconceived notion. But everybody went into Guardians of the Galaxy, even me being a huge hardcore, hardcore old school comic book fan. I knew like the basics. Like I knew who Star Lord was. I knew who Groot and Rocket were. But I didn't know like a ton. So even for me knowing some, I, I didn't have high expectations. But when somebody goes to a Superman or a Batman, like there's expectations. Like even my own mother and father who are in their, you know, 70s-ish, like they went and saw Superman, but they've known Superman forever. So they kind of knew what to expect. And I think you set your bar so high at that point when it's nobody has any expectation, you can kind of trip over the bar, which makes it a lot easier, I think, for the director and for the audience because you don't expect anything, so you just go in fresh. I also think Guardians of the Galaxy kind of had a different approach. It was more of a space opera. You know, it wasn't your... Uh typical like this is your origin story everyone kind of just you got a little bit about peter quill and then everything else he was just kind of a fish out of water like he was dropped into this world you know and then he had to learn to cope with it and learn from it and you know having his you know his uh, adopted family so to speak raise him and learn how he's doing things and and you know he really you know he wasn't like a normal superhero really Mm -hmm. he kind of had his own little story and everyone else around him and i love how the characters the chemistry they all had because that's the hardest thing like I, my hat's off to Joss Whedon when he did Avengers because like be able to contain all these egos is not easy. All these characters have these own things that they want to do, and, and they all need screen time, and they, they all do. need their yep. they all need their time to shine in their moment. And Josh, right. for so long, has done with Buffy. He had an ensemble cast with right. Firefly. He had an ensemble cast. Right. Angel, like almost every single big show he's had, Dollhouse, right? Like any of his big shows had ensembles. So he's like, I know how to write multiple characters, make sure they get their own beats and they get their own time to shine. Right. So I think that movie in anybody else's hands would have been a train wreck. Yeah, uh, Except for him. And minus maybe some missteps in Ultron, which I don't put on him. I put on Disney. I think he got a lot of Disney Marvel in his ear, like, we need this, we need that. And I think that kind of made some missteps for him. But, like, I love his movies. And now that he's coming in for the second half of Justice League and kind of doing some edits and doing some reshoots, reshoots like yeah. I've got a lot more faith in Justice League now that I know it's in his hands. Even though he's probably got a lot of stuff he has to use that's already in the can, I think he can fix 
a lot of it and make it a lot better. Because, man, that Wonder Woman, I took my mom to see Wonder Woman, and she's, and uh, she loved it. Like, she thought it was great. It was her first time seeing an IMAX 3D movie, which blew her fucking brain hole. She was like, oh, my God. Like, she's dodging stuff. Like, because she'd never done that before. So, like, for her, that was awesome. But that movie, and number, it's the number one grossing movie of the summer, oh, which it, is awesome. Wonder Woman knocked my socks off. What did you think of uh, Wonder Woman? Oh, man. That movie was everything I wanted it to be. And I'm really glad it was so concise it was so well written i i had a few like critical issues with it but uh, i mean that scene where she steps out of the foxhole in the costume i cry every time because it's so emotional and it's it's so great it ah and the funny thing chills. is that's the moment that almost didn't make it into the movie right yeah because, that's like, the one that they reshot when they she reshot was pregnant. yeah because like they said like oh we don't think she it, all this is going to work and also it was like we're going to need more money to do this and then somebody said okay and now that's like the highlight of the movie Could- well it, it for yeah. me it humanizes her right she has this choice she's because you think wonder woman all this big amazonian and she you know powerful and all this but like when she takes that moment to realize that she she needs to uh sacrifice herself in order to save other people no matter what the outcome is like that it, like hits hits your strings, man. Yeah. Like it, it gets yeah. you right here in the heart, you know. Like yeah, like it, that was like my mom's like yeah. probably favorite movie moment of the whole movie because she loved it and she's not like she went and saw uh, Man of Steel, but she's not like she doesn't go to Marvel movies. She normally doesn't go to superhero movies, but we're good enough locally that one of the original writers slash creators, a Wonder Woman, lives in town, and she did something with a group. Uh, that my mom's a part of and she's like I really want to go see this because I met the woman who did it and it seems really cool and you're really excited about it so let's go together and she loved it the only part she didn't like and I agree was the fight at the end she's like the fight at the end was a little hokey a little cheesy went on too long and I was like you know what I agree like that final boss fight if you will was kind of Hokey dokey. Yeah. Minus. Well, that's the problem you have with most. I mean, I think that's the problem with uh, Batman vs Superman is the very end fight is kind of like Eh, yeah, like you know. <laughs> everything up to that, in my opinion, was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, some I mean, was better than others, right. but most of it was pretty solid. The director's cut is the extended cut is much better yeah. than the theatrical cut. So, yeah. pro tip from I us. I didn't really believe David Thewlis as Ares the whole time. I like I I heard about it. Somebody spoiled it for me beforehand so i knew but i was like how are they that's lupin like he's not the god of war like this this is ridiculous so i was hoping and that's that's seriously my only criticism is that it just didn't work for me but i will say this steve trevor was dreaming throughout the whole movie my my mom my mom (laughs) loves it now and i was like you know he's captain kirk at star trek she's like really we might have to watch that star trek movie sometime (laughs) and i'm like mom i've watched star trek my whole life and literally the only star trek movie you took me to you fell asleep but she's like i think i'll stay awake during this one so <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, Chris Pine's very attractive. Yeah. They had very good chemistry too, and that scene on the boat they where did. they're like, she's like, she doesn't understand like sarcasm, and she's just kind of like, "What? What do you mean?" And he's like, "Just come over here and sleep right here." Yeah. And he's just like, "Uh, you know," just the whole chemistry was so good. I, I thought they nailed it. I thought they did a great job. And 
and yeah. Gal Gadot, I give her amazing credit because there was a lot of naysayers when she got announced as like, oh, well, she's not big enough. She's not muscular enough and all this yeah. stuff. And there's a lot of – the internet likes to hate on things, right? That's so easy to do. But I think yeah. she took all that and she worked her butt off in the in the gym and she really like nailed the, the persona. I think that's the most important thing is do you believe in her? Do you believe in what she does? And I think at the end of the day, all most of us believed what believed in Wonder Woman. And yeah. I think that's the the biggest thing you've got to – the question you got to answer is do you you know you do you believe in her and, and we all did yeah you know, i think that's why it made it successful I know, I know a lot of people really hate on the dcu and i i can understand some of it i really can but their casting for superman batman and wonder woman has just been on point like even yeah. mario robbie as harley quinn like they look Killed like them. they oh, stepped out great. of the comics like all of them just primo job and you know i I I will argue that point until I'm breathless. But <laughs> oh well, I, before we wrap it up, I wanted to tell you one quick story, just because of the fact that it involves my dad and Wonder Woman. So we watched Keeping Up with the Joneses. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Zach heard of it, yeah. Zach Galifianakis yeah. is in it, and Amy Adams, and then also John Hamm and Gail Gadot. And uh, my mom, of course, wanted to watch it because John Hamm's in it. My mom loves John Hamm. So we're watching it, and in one scene, Gail Gadot is in a negligee, underwear-y kind of thing. And Dad leans over, because we're watching the house, and Dad leans over to me, and he goes, didn't you say that's Wonder Woman? And I said, yeah. And he's like, I think we might need to go see that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. Perfect. Yeah, I yeah. was like, yeah, dad, 75-year-old dad's like, yeah, we get, we got to go check that out. That's so. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's I hear so... she's wearing the exact same outfit, dad. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. I yeah. was like, I don't think she's going to be wearing that at Wonder Woman, dad. He's like, I don't know, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that could be your argument to get them to cause. Like, I bet you I could find four cosplayers in that outfit. Yeah, fat, yeah exactly. That Well, <laughs> it's funny because because we do conventions and stuff, my parents now go to cons because they come out nice. and support us because, you know, they're awesome parents. My folks are. And, like, my mom shows dad all the things. And my mom, actually, I got to say, is pretty hip and with it when it comes to, like, knowing, like, what characters are and stuff. And my dad always, when he leaves, he's like, he comes and talks to me and Johnny. He's like, I understand why y'all boys got into the business you got into now. <laughs> he's like, I understand why you are here every weekend. So <laughs> He's so funny. Yeah, he, he's just, it's just old school country, but like, he's like, I get it. You boys ain't dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, but, I want to thank you for joining us. It's already been an hour already. It's hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, we had fun just talking about movies and cosplay and all that stuff. That's the whole the whole thing that we like to do. We want to have yeah. fun, and have a good time, and make you comfortable and, and just have a great time. And uh, absolutely, I could talk for another few hours about movies and costumes if you want to. We'll, but. Have, you on we'll definitely have, have you on again now that we know that the the time. Uh, difference isn't terrible because we know no. Kansas City. It's you know two hours behind. It's two no, hours. An hour is one hour. One hour. One hour. Okay. One yeah. hour. Yeah. It's Central time zone. I think things yeah. Deuce isn't good at math and geography. So, <laughs> but uh, we, we really do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us, and we Absolutely. had a great time. And how do people Thank find you? you so how do people find you on the internet? Uh, just Google Siren Ray, S I R Y N R A E, and that is my handle on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and Store Envy. Those are the only things I have. I don't want to make it too complicated, so you know that's where you can find me. Awesome! Thank you so much, and you have yes. a wonderful time. And we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely! Thanks have for a having good night. me, guys. Bye. Bye. 
And speaking of connecting, you can connect with us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Also, you can hit us up at HH Podcast HH Podcast Show at gmail.com. Also, you can find us at Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show and SoundCloud.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast. And of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags hashtag Happy, happy Hour Podcast, podcast. hashtag HH, HH podcast, podcast Show, and hashtag Deuces, Deuces on, on Loose. Loose. Later. See you.